This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To the 92 Exiles podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I'm Ed, and I'm not sat in my little home studio. I am sat in the Murringer in Newport, which is, I mean, I've always said it's the coolest pub in Newport, but today that is literally true. It is baking outside. It's, um, yeah, Saturday afternoon, it's roasting hot, and I walked in here and it was just this blast of cool air on a hot summer's day. Um, and the reason that I am in the pub um, is because we're going to be talking kits, specifically Newport County kits, but probably kits more more widely. Um, the club are expected to unveil the away shirt and the third shirt over the next few weeks. And we thought it might be a nice opportunity as part of our wider summer series to talk about county's best and works kits, what makes for a good kit, why people feel so strongly about them. Um, and to help me on that journey, I'm very pleased to be joined by Newport County fan, kit expert and 1912 Exiles debutant, James Oliver House. Hello, James. Hi, mate. Hi. Uh, good to be here. Um, so, James, first of all, before we get on to kits, I'm always interested in people's stories about why they're a Newport County fan, how they got going um, as a county fan. So what was your first match? Uh, what was your favourite game? And what does being a county fan mean to you? Like the first game, uh, I think, well, it was. It was uh, it was Newport versus Northampton Town. Uh, I've brought the ticket down with me. Uh, October the 31st, 2015. Um, I know, I, I think it was the first or second season we'd come up. I can't remember which. Yeah. And uh, I'd heard all my friends talking about Christian Jolly, Ishmael Yakubu, uh, Aaron O'Connor, and I was I was pretty lucky. I'd um, I, I'd been buying a lot of McCoy's crisps. They did like a collaboration with League Two, get your your local team's league tickets if you know if you get the lucky pack or whatever. And I was lucky enough to get a, a complimentary ticket, so I took my brother down with me. Um, I was probably sixteen, seventeen. Um, went down with him. And we, we watched Northampton Town. I think it was a bore draw from memory. 
Um, but Ishmael Yakubu putting a, a solid performance at the back. I kind of I, I may have gone down to a couple of games after, but it was it was like here here and there. It was pretty casual. And then the uh, the, the great escape happened that 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 year. Um, me and my friends thought we were getting relegated, so we went let's enjoy League Two football while it's still a thing. And um, we jumped on. We started watching. First game we watched was Leighton Orient at home. We we got battered, and then after that we're like, right, it's, we're going down. We're going down. You know, it it just it was a really somber moment, and um, so we thought we'd just enjoy it while it lasted. And then we watched Mark O'Brien save mm. the club, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that would be. I think that's got to be my favourite game because we, the emotion, like going in, you thought, all right, well, we'll give this a crack. We might survive, but let's not get our hopes up here. And then we did it. Like we we did it. Um, it was incredible. I, yeah, I, I always think back to that, and I don't think any game of football will ever top that that feeling, like just staying up. And after that, after that season, I was hooked. I, I couldn't stop. Um, with work and playing football as well, it, it's kind of hit and miss if I go. But I'm always checking, always seeing what's going on with the club, and it's it's just a proper family club. Like it's it's such a good feeling to be involved in it, and then with the people I'm working with as well, like being involved and you're getting closer with all the. The staff, you just realise it's it's just a bunch, a good group of people that really love the club. And, and I mean, let's come on to your work and and what you do because I mean, I can already see you're you're a hoarder. You've brought a bag full of uh, for kits. You've brought your ticket from your first game. You, you know, and we were talking just before we hit record about how all this stuff, you know, whether it's kits and tickets and stuff, it's all imbued with memories, and everyone has a a story behind a shirt that they've kept or a ticket stub that that they've kept. So yeah, how did you get so interested in the world of of kits? And tell us a bit about the classic shirts business that you're involved in. Uh, yeah, so kits for me it was a, a bit of an accident. You know, you play FIFA, you play Football Manager, whatever you play, uh, you end up picking up the kits. You watch football, you pick up a few kits from the team you like, the team you watch, play team you play FIFA as, um, and then before you know it, you're at eighty, a hundred, whatever I was at. Uh, lockdown hit. I had nothing else to spend my money on. I saw an away days video. And I realised there were more people just like me who collected. And shortly I found out which shirts were fake, which shirts were real, started looking into that. And, and I've been, been buying ever since. And then with, with lockdown, I bought the most. And I think as of last year, I had about 700. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, the missus doesn't like them at all. You do get rid of a few here and there. And I've been trying to do it. So I think I'm probably down to maybe 500 which is still a lot like it's still a lot and I'm trying to get down a little bit more to just name sets and what I actually want so with 500 football shirts knocking about the house like you must have a system for organising like they're not all just stuffed at the back of a drawer so just how how do you go about storing them and like filing them almost so you can you can find the one you're after uh, there is no system. They are they are boxed in the house, and it's. I, I like to play a game, so I wear every shirt, and it's a massive lucky dip. You just chuck your hand in whatever you pull out. That's what you're wearing today. If I've got a new shirt, then I'll probably wear that because it's the easiest to grab. Um, today I'm wearing an Ajax shirt. I, I ended up getting in a, a raffle, um, and I, I think I got that uh, maybe Monday, Tuesday. It just happened to be the first shirt I pulled out. I thought, oh, that's a cool one. Wore that, but normally it's just going to the boxes in the garage. But yeah, there is no order. You just pull them out and hope for the best. And if you're looking for one, you're just going through all the boxes, unfortunately, until you find what you want. The Newport kits have a pile. The Man United kits have a pile. Wales kits have a pile. So that's the order-ish. The rest is just yeah, it's pure luck. 
And of those 500 odd, how many are Newport County shirts? I would guess after Man United, it's probably the second most I've got. Um, so maybe 20, 25. And what's, what's your favourite? It's, it's Carl Zeiss Jenner one, isn't it? The white, the blue, the yellow. That shirt, is, it went under the radar. That should have been one of the greatest shirts we've ever had. Like It's an incredible shirt. I didn't see them actually wore it in the league, but I saw a charity game where we wore it. What a shirt. It was incredible. You see, this is why football shirts are fascinating. Because I hated that shirt. I thought it was really horrible. I thought it had a proper, like, dad at a barbecue energy to it. But... But that's but that's all fine, isn't it? Like, and you see it when the club releases a new kit or an away kit. You know, away kits and third kits. I think especially because uh, you know you know roughly what you're getting with a home kit, and a, but an away shirt, you never you never quite know what's coming, and it will provoke reactions. And I think that's that's really fun because yeah, I didn't like that Carlos Jenner kit. I just I don't know. I couldn't decide whether it was the stripes or the style of it. There was just something off. But like you say, there's other people who, who really like it. So, which kind of brings me on to something I was going to ask, which is, as someone who's an expert and who knows what kind of sells well and what people value and look for, what do you think make for a good kit? What would be the the top two or three things that you think are particularly like important? So for a home shirt, you want it to be traditional, but you want there to be something more than just a basic, I don't know, say it's an Everton shirt, you don't want it to just be a plain blue t-shirt with an Umbro logo and a, a Chang sponsor. You want something a bit more, maybe it's something embossed, maybe it's something cool. You know, with the with the Ajax shirts, they use the old crest sometimes, they use a, a different type of Adidas logo, but there is a reason you're going to look at that shirt, there's a reason you're going to buy it, um, to make it a little bit different, but keep it traditional. Away kits, maybe use reverse colours, but again, make make it stand out. Um, and I think that's the big thing with aways, thirds, etc. You you've got to make that shirt stand out. Maybe it's the most unique one in the league. I've I've got a bag full of them, and there's different reasons for them being unique. And and I'm happy to like just pull them out and, and go through it. Like yeah, go on. So what what have you got in your treasure trove? What what have we what have we brought along? So yeah, you you pull them out, and I'll I'll try and describe them, and then you can tell me what I'm getting wrong. Is this Swansea away shirt? I want to say it's from 22, 23. Yeah, yeah, that's a recent one, isn't it? It's the orange one uh, with the white and blue. And I I think it's a really cool shirt. It stands out. There's not many orange kits in that league. For it to be an away shirt, it, it's, yeah, it stands out. It's huge. And um, I think Swansea quite interesting because the, their change of logo, which is quite a while back now, I guess, um, or certainly, you know, three or four seasons. They went from the the like Swans Head logo to the the thing that's much more of a kind of um, an emblem. They've got a full swan and a castle, and uh, which I think that was their original logo, and they went back to it. But I grew up knowing the the, the Swans Head in the shape of an S, and that, so when they changed it, I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. And again, like I always find it a bit weird when clubs change crest. Like Newport did it for good reason when the club reinvented itself and have stuck with it, but. I mean, I, I, I don't like it when clubs start buggering about with crests because I think some things should stay permanent. I don't know. What do you think? I think clubs should modernise themselves. I think there's a lot of clubs that have done it really well. There's clubs that have done it badly. Uh, Manchester City, for example. Their old crest was, was quite poor. It was really standard. It didn't stand out. The new crest is a lot more modern. It's, it's quite nice. So what's next? Um, so the next one is the 2021 Gremio away or third I think it's the third 
Now, this one, it, it's a bit of a poor reason Umbro brought it out, but it's a reason nonetheless. Um, so, in the collar, you can see there's like a, a I don't know what the word is, like a, a, a little yeah, 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 yeah. sketch of, yeah. of faceless ah, Gremio fans. Yeah. So, these di- uh, the diamonds in the shirt are meant to represent the fans and things like that, and it's all come together, and this is the fan shirt. And Umbro did a series of these in Brazil. They did it with um, Chapo Coense. They did it with uh, another team. I've forgotten who. But whether you know you like it or not, you think it's a bit corny that they've done a, a fans shirt or whatnot. It's it stands out. It's a really cool design. There's a couple in this series. I really like it. I, I really like it, and it stands out. And we have got the Diego Costa name set. The name set's really cool. Um, it's got the, the little Umbro logos in the back. So yeah, it's it's just a, a really nice shirt, the Gremio crest in the, the name set as well. So it's it's one of those it stands out to you. Next up we've got another Ajax uh shirt. I've not seen this one before. Talk us through this one. Uh so it's the collaboration they did with Daily Paper. I think it's the third shirt. Um they did a a, a training set with it as well. The patterns in it, the black, the red, the name set with the uh, the, the colourful patterns meant to represent the um, the African heritage of Daily Paper, the company that have collaborated with it. And then the gold supposedly is to represent the gold pavements up to the uh, up to the like pitches in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gold is just to represent the players that have played on those pitches, come through the Ajax Academy. There's a reason behind it, and I think if you can pull out a shirt that's unique looking. Or um, has a has a meaning behind it that's not just the fan shirt. That's going to stick out to people, and that's what you want in your away, your third. I mean, that's definitely been a, a thing that all clubs have been doing, and County have, have done well. Is try to make sure there is a story with the shirts. You know, the the County away shirt last season with the the clock tower on it, I thought was really nice. You know, stuff that celebrates local kind of heritage. In the past, we've had I think it was the lockdown year, wasn't it, when we were sponsored by um, we had the logo of Alzheimer's Society Cymru on the front that fans had had voted for. I thought that was that was great. And I think this season, in fact, I was going to ask you about this. So the third shirt that's coming up this season we'll have the names of fans who bought a season ticket before the deadline which you know as someone who has a season ticket and have two kids with a season ticket we're all very excited about the third shirt um so those are going to be on it but i understand that the company that you work for are sponsoring the third shirt this year so uh, i'm going to cheekily ask any any hints of what what we can expect from the third shirt this season i have let you down i tried to get the leak i was there on thursday for the the sponsors event I was told we were sponsoring the rear of the shirt. I thought, this is my chance. I'm going to see a picture, and I'm, I'm going to be the one to leak it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, Newport County are very good at keeping everything under wraps. So I've not seen the shirt. I know my boss, Dan, has seen the shirt, and he's not shown it to me very specifically because he knew I would, I would leak it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to let you down on that one. But I think um, it's already going to be a, it's much anticipated. I think more anticipated than the away shirt this year because, yeah, it's got the names of season ticket holders on it. It's got the um, Cardiff Classic shirt thing on the back. And then I saw this morning on the front of the juniors shirt, which I'll be getting for both my kids, it's going to have Tinty of the Bucket Hats logo on it. So they're sponsoring the front of it. So it's kind of already... Like, I just really hope the design isn't awful because whatever happens, I'm going to have to buy an adult one and two kids ones. So I've got high expectations for that. So let's carry on looking through your your 
your bag of tricks now i can immediately see so we've got a man united one here so this is oh this is the the, the gray one isn't it was this the one that um disappeared in the under the floodlights at southampton yeah. yeah 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 so uh i know the story but for the benefit of listeners talk us through it uh so united played southampton uh away what were we losing was it three nil at, at half time maybe but we, we were getting battered at half time and it was apparently because the players couldn't see each other in the shirt. So in the second half, they came out uh, in a different shirt, the away shirt, and, and they played the rest. We still lost the game. I'm I'm convinced that it was mind tricks by, yeah. by Ferguson. 100% it was a, a tactical choice. Because if you say something mad, like when Klopp said the pitch was too wet at Fulham and things like that, people remember that. They don't remember the fact you got battered by Southampton. But this shirt, it's, it's in the pile for a very different reason. It's an awful shirt. It's really ugly. I don't know why anyone owns it, but we own it. I, I think the reason we own it is because it's just for that game. It's known for that. But it is actually quite an awful shirt. It's, yeah. it's, it's really ugly. Yeah, yeah. It's just cool for that reason. It's cool because of that story. And whenever someone sees you in it, they go, oh, that's the invisible shirt. So you know what yeah, it is yeah, straight yeah. away. Everyone knows that story. Right. We've got loads more to go through. So we're going to do some quick fire ones now. So let's have a look. What have we got? So that is another raffle win, actually. The Malaga 22-23 away. Um, now, I don't know the story behind it, but it's one of those that just stands out to you. So that's what you want. You know, you want your away kit, your third kit. You want to stand out, be the most unique one in the league. Yeah, there's there's not many shirts with that design, so it, it stands out. Very good. Nice. Uh, let's pick the next one, PSG. Yeah, so the PSG fourth. The reason behind it is Jordan wanted to do something that was a bit colourful, a bit bright. So exactly like I described there with the other shirts, you, you just want it to stand out, and that's the marketing behind this fourth shirt. I've got to ask on that point. So the idea of a fourth shirt brings me on something. We did a quick call out for any questions that people wanted to ask. Um, and regular member of the panel and all-round grumpy old man Ian Street dropped us a line to say... Um, do clubs even need third kits um, you know he he made the general point about how much shirts cost and we'll come on to that in a moment uh, because it's such a revenue stream clubs will bring out a second uh, the away shirt and they then will choose to wear it when there isn't necessarily a colour clash and they'll bring out the third kit and yeah seeing a PSG fourth kit I mean I can just about see the justification for why you may occasionally need a third kit although even then um, I'm still not entirely convinced but the idea of a fourth kit is just it does feel quite money grabbing so like wh- what where do you draw the line with all of that I, I think if you watch sports like like basketball like the NBA they have a kit for everything and we saw with Napoli was it last season they had about 13 shirts one for Halloween one for Christmas <laughs> one for whatever it was you know they had everything and it is to an extent yeah, it's money grabbing. A hundred percent. You know, they 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 want the money. They know that if they create this shirt, maybe people will hate it, people will like it, but it is purely for the fact that they can sell that shirt, and they will. I I would say with a fourth shirt, I I've seen teams have European shirts, which I guess works as a fourth shirt. Kits. It's a lot down to rules. It's a lot down to what's going to to get the money in, and, and the collaboration with Jordan. That's huge, you know. Whether he, it was leaked by Jason Tatum, who plays basketball for the Celtics, a Jordan athlete, it was leaked completely unintentionally by him, and um, that that's now opened up a whole American market. So football's only going to get bigger, and the more kits they have like this, the more it drags people in, the more they can sell. 
I guess ultimately, you know, if people are happy to buy a fourth shirt, and so it's, it ultimately comes down to how, how nice a shirt is it. Because if you bring out a fourth shirt that's rubbish that no one's going to want to be seen dead in, that's no good. If you're bringing out something that is actually quite desirable, then it's, it's fair enough. I mean, just before we kind of carry on with the, the bag of tricks, um, you know, the cost of shirts is also quite interesting because um, Arsenal's shirt this season, their home shirt, I think is retailing as £110, which to an old man like me feels like a, a huge amount of money. Um, on the way here, I, I picked up the Wales Women Away shirt, which I uh, I really like the look of. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is a, a beautiful shirt. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll treat myself. Um, and it was 64 quid, which I think is probably the most I've ever paid for a football shirt. I just wondered, like, from your point of view, you know, you're obviously interested in kind of the, the second-hand um, market for some of them around the classic shirts and so on. But for, you know, a brand-new bog-standard shirt, like, what do you think is kind of... The, the right amount or a fair amount to be charging? I don't know, that's a loaded question probably. No, not at all. Um, so when clubs drop them, for me, anything more than 50 quid is is probably taking the piss. I understand why, why some might charge more, some might charge less, and ideally all shirts would be about you know 30 to 50 quid. That's, that's what they should be. So a lot of it is they, they give you a player spec version for the 120, 130 quid, Wait until the sales. You know, you you don't need that shirt straight away. Wait on it. I I the most I've ever paid for a shirt was a hundred and ten ish, and that was a Roberto Baggio Italy ninety four shirt. It had to be bought. It had yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's an incredible shirt. It's one of those Beautiful. that yeah, like proper color on it as well. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the one. You know, it's it's such a good shirt. So those shirts, you know, you you have to make exceptions for, especially what is it? What thirty years old now? My heart just skipped a beat then for a moment because next in the bag of tricks I saw Newport County's third shirt from now. Tell me, is this what sixteen, seventeen? Maybe it's a little bit more it's recent. Got to be around there, isn't it? So this was the Interbet one. I really like this, um, and I I think if it is the season, I think it is, which is about. Um, 17, 18, something like that. I think I bought an adult-sized version of this that has never been out of the bag because it was the season my youngest came to his first ever game. So I thought, I'll get him a county shirt from that season that he can have when he's when he's bigger that will be, um, yeah, properly kind of retro, but but will be in mint condition. And yeah, so it's the Interbet one. That it's, it was white third shirt with sort of colourful diamonds and stuff on the right hand side I, I, it was such a smart shirt and the FBT it was yeah FBT with a company who made it and had the nice uh, badge that was sort of yeah ribbed kind of embossed feel to it yeah tell us about this one uh, so I think like without the Carl Zeiss Jenner without the the fake Burberry GLC shirts this is the perfect county kit you know it's yeah. it's got all our colours in the white the black the amber it's not going to clash with any other kits. No one else has that shirt. I've only just picked that up in a 2XL. I can't get it anywhere else because fans obviously love it. It's it's the perfect away shirt. And if the X3 can do something like that, I think they're onto a winner. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we, we do get something. I think they're quite in touch. The fact that they were willing to go out and buy the rest of the Hummel stock so fans could get kits, it just shows that they're really, they are one of us, they're fans. Yeah, and um, VX3, they've already got a lot of credit in the bank for the home shirt, which, you know, it, it's not my favourite county shirt of all time, but I thought as a first effort, it was the right shade of amber, which we might come on to. I thought the stripes looked smart. And yeah, I mean, it just, it looks, it looks great. I think it's a really, 
really nice shirt next season's home shirt for me it's it's one of the better ones normally with with home shirts they're quite plain i know the last few hummel efforts have been i might get a lot of stick for this but average at best um the hummel stuff is it's cool i i like the fact that they're going in the club's history and i think that's a big thing but they're not standing out to me in 20 years time i'm not going to be like i'm so happy i got that hummel home shirt i just got it because i'm a county fan this this uh fbt one it's really good it's it's really solid and i hope the x3 go straight into something like that so we've got two shirts left in the in the magic bag now i don't recognize this one at all i quite I quite like the colors but um tell, tell me what i'm looking at uh so it's an atletico salaya shirt it's a mexican team uh it's from 2001 and it, it just shows like what you can do with using your club's crest embossed in the shirt and using the club's reverse colours. I think it's such a smart shirt and such a simple idea. Yeah. And the Corona sponsor is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's just as simple as you know, reversing the club's colours and, and you've got a banger. Like It's a really good shirt. And then the final one we've got, which is yeah, definitely one that I recognise, which, I, I mean, it is a beautiful shirt. I've seen it a few times. It's the, uh, it's the Ajax, again, uh, the, the Bob Marley shirt, which has a like Cardiff City connection, which I can... I could probably remember the story just about... I will probably get this wrong, listeners, so in the show notes there will be a link to where you can read the proper story, where, where I can find it on Wikipedia or whatever. But I think it's something like Ajax played a game in Cardiff, and Ajax came to Cardiff and were kept in after the game, and the um, PA guy put played Bob Marley's Three Little Birds and all the Ajax fans joined in and sang and it was kind of an iconic moment and then it, the, the song kind of remained a favourite of Ajax fans for a number of years and then as a result the club brought out this kind of plain black very striking plain black um, shirt with kind of red uh, badge and sponsors logo and stuff but then with the Jamaican um, red, yellow and green uh, tricolor on the on the sleeves and on the shoulders yeah and it kind of became this iconic i don't know whether it's a way or third kit but um but it looks great and uh yeah so we'll 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 stick some pictures of all of the the shirts up um somewhere so that you can have a look because uh yeah th- there's some really good ones in there and i suppose it comes back to the question that we we started it all off with which is what makes for a good shirt and it is the stories whether it's that Ajax one you know commemorating something that that is dear to the fans or there's there's been reference to fans within the shirt or or yeah just stories like that that Man United the grey the grey one that got hidden in the uh, in the fog at the Dell you know it's all about the stories and some of it you can engineer by coming up with a shirt that will resonate with fans but sometimes it's just a shirt that that is in the right place at the right time and that fans kind of jump onto I think you've summed it up and I hope the X3 are are listening to this it's important it's that you know we want a connection with the shirt we want it to stand out because for those fans that don't have a connection or for anyone that doesn't have a connection you'll sell that shirt if it stands out whatever it is you know there's got to be a reason behind it that's more than ah the fans liked it you know just just give us something whether it's a pride shirt or a a, a local rap group something just something really good eye-catching that people will love one thing that we also did in the build-up to this was we we stuck onto twitter some uh, mock-ups of, of county kits that um a few of your contacts had generated just to kind of get the conversation going really um they're all available to see on twitter and again we'll put a, a link in the show notes but let's just talk through them and again the response of fans and um we ran a bit of a poll to gauge which was the most popular and, and why um so 
the first one was the most popular. It was made by uh, at MN underscore designs. Um, really striking, plain black effort, bit of grey detailing in there, and then the amber collar and amber cuffs. Um, that was the most popular, scooping 38% of the vote. Yeah, I think there's something about a black away kit that works quite well for County, which I think people people liked. But why do you think uh, people went for, for that one? I think it's the reverse colours. You know, the, the black, the amber or... You know, whatever it is in this one, um, it's good. It, it looks really solid. The collar is is nice. The cuffs match the collar, which is is very rare in football shirts today. Uh, there's a few that have been let down solely by that. The, the Green United shirt from what was it last season? Well, last season now, I guess. Mm. Um, that was let down because the the cuffs and the collar didn't match. It looked it looked poor. It grew on me over time, but it, it was a poor kit. And and this. Everything stands out. That all it takes is just reverse the colours. Yeah. It looks really solid. And who are you going to clash with with that? It's, it's a lovely shirt. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that you you really can't go too far wrong by just reversing the colours. So yeah, there's probably a lesson in that. Um, the next two both scored twenty percent of the vote. They're both from at uh, the Kit Factor. Yeah, one was a, a blue and white chevron number. Um, Amberani on Twitter said it looked like a Coventry City shirt, which I think is probably true. Ian said uh, the colour blue should never be allowed anywhere near a Newport County shirt because uh, the the, uh, the Cardiff City connection. Um, and then the other one that they did was a black one with a bright amber sash across the middle, which I didn't mind actually but yeah it didn't resonate in the same way so um what do you think of those two and why do you think it is that people liked that first black and amber one but not the second uh one so with the first one and uh weirdly i've had this chat with the founder of pure vans about that famous white shirt with the black cross and the pure vans sponsor it just didn't work now the reason the people like the first one i think is because that sponsor is is amber. Mm. There's no other colour there. There's not too much going on. You know, there's the embossed little... I'm not really sure. That is the lines, I guess. Um, And the the colour's kind of got a similar vibe going on. This this black with the amber sash, there's a lot going on there. Um, Like, a lot. And I like it. It's a cool shirt, but, yeah, it's, it's just... There's way too much going on. The the pure vans is white. The you know the, the yeah. kit factor logo, the the the, the concept uh, people, I guess they've they've made that white. And I think it's just it's a lot to take in. And I I prefer the first one personally. Um, the the kit that seems to have scored the lowest was actually my favourite. But uh, oh, it, the blue one. Uh, oh wait, was it? No, this one. Oh, okay, so that yeah. was the fourth one. So that that actually finished second. Uh, Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. And I think that was quite similar to the Interbet one that we, we talked about earlier. So that was from uh, Request a Kit. And yeah, reminiscent of the third kits from 2018-19 and 2019-20. Predominantly white, bit of black and amber, jagged stripes above the chest. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a sort of traditional third shirt for us. Um, what did you like about it? I, I love it. There's no other kit that's going to match that. Weirdly, with this one, the Pure Van sponsor, it's a different colour, but it doesn't clash. It's not... I guess it pops out because it's on white. Yeah, 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 and it looks right. It looks right. It's not on the black and amber bit. It just looks It looks decent. The most striking bit is that, that black and amber at the top of the chest. It goes down from the, the neck. It looks lovely, and the fact that it, it slowly fades into the white, it's just perfect. It uses all our colours... I'm here for it. I'm here for shirts like that. Um, the X3, take notes. 
Fantastic. Well, we're going to finish with some quickfire questions that I'm going to throw at you, I think, just to kind of conclude the discussion. So first of all, my constant bugbear is about collars. Where do you stand on the great debate between whether a good football shirt should have a proper collar or no collar? I think there's room for both. I think you can have no collar. I think you can have a bit of a collar. I, I like it. But then you see shirts like these these 90 shirts with the collar. You wouldn't want to run around for 90 minutes in that, I promise. It's um, it's thick. Um, I, I've worn one to five a size, and I, I promise you my my chest was chafed. Um, <laughs> I, I can't lie. And then the modern shirts... I you know I I quite like them they're comfortable I'm not feeling rough in them I can go to the gym in them I can go to the, the pub in them these 90s shirts it it's yeah they're really thick I guess it's a generational thing because I mean yeah I'm a uh, I, I was in my teenage years in the 90s and therefore I intrinsically like a shirt with a proper collar because I like I still like the iconic thing of you know the Eric Cantona flicked up football shirt collar and I just I feel like Superman if I flick my collar up on my shirt and um, yeah so the thing, I, I favour a shirt with a collar but it does feel like quite a, an anachronistic thing now but um, I just think they look great this this will divide opinion what do you think is the right shade of amber for a Newport County shirt until that question came up on Twitter I don't think I'd ever really noticed the difference mm. I thought oh you know amber is a colour it'll all be relatively similar um, maybe a shade here and there but now it's been asked and I've really looked at it I, I can see that Hummel have used different colours yeah. there should be one set colour but I, I have no idea what that is <laughs> um, we definitely seem to have favoured a lighter tone of amber in recent years compared to the the darker amber that we had in the like, acorn era in Conference South I mean I don't know I don't mind it particularly I think it's okay for it to change a little bit but I do think, yeah, maybe we should establish like what is the the Pantone amber that we adopt as like the official one, and then you know we, if we vary from it, we're doing it knowing what we're letting ourselves in for. Another question, so yeah, again, Ian arguing the case that all clubs' best shirts are from the era before sponsorship was allowed. Agree? Disagree? So kind of what you said, you know, you prefer shirts with colours. I'm not massively fussed it's individual um so for me the the greatest shirt that's ever come out is the manchester united 1992 snowflake away the white and blue greatest shirt ever and that was the one with like sharp video cam along it right yeah the sharp video cam the adidas logo matched the sponsor it was a cracking shirt I think a lot of it, though, it, it intrinsically I'm drawn to Ian's argument. I, I quite like shirts without a sponsor on them. And I thought, interestingly, Watford have said this season that you can buy any of their shirts, home away or third, with or without the sponsor's logo. And I think more clubs should do that. I think that's a really nice thing to offer, particularly if you know, you've know you got sponsors that might some people might feel ethically uncomfortable with, you know, gambling companies or crypto or whatever. Um, so I think that's a, a nice thing to offer. But equally sometimes sponsors are so associated with an era of the club that I think that's okay you know the, I think back to like the early 90s when County had sp- um, shirts sponsored by the South Wales Argus and I think a local club being sponsored by its local paper like that's a great look equally I mentioned it earlier that um, Alzheimer's Society Cymru on the front of the Tiger print shirt I'd been working for Alzheimer's Society Cymru like the previous season um, so I immediately just like felt a huge sense of ownership and pride in that particular shirt so I don't know like 
intrinsically I, I want to agree with Ian but I think sometimes it does depend on the sponsor and it does depend on the associations and the story around it as well so um, yeah I mean I don't think anyone's going to be particularly missing like the Hood Hill Motors one from last season when it went bust halfway through and we had to like cover it with gaffer tape but you know even, but again there's a story behind that um, and one final question that we had in just before we hit record which was from Evan Powell who said what's the best Welsh club shirt of all time? Immediately, I'm thinking Cardiff Super Fairy Animals. I'm thinking Newport 05 GRC. I'm thinking Rogerstone, the Tiny Rebel. Any of them, actually. They're all amazing. There's a fairly new company called Arrow Sports doing very similar to what Tor did with the bespoke kits. They're doing some incredible work. The greatest Welsh club kit of all time is it's got to be that 2005 GRC uh, what was that for the FA Cup? AW Premier Cup. Yeah, that that shirt. That's the one. That's it's greatest shirt we've like Wales has had. Funnily enough, uh, yeah, regular Potter Jack, I believe, has one of those shirts, and I'm really hoping that it's in his will that if anything untoward happens to him, I get to inherit it because I would uh, I've missed out on buying one at the time and desperately wish that I'd had one. The other club who I think are doing great shirts at the moment are um, Flantwit Major. Who, if you if you don't follow them on Twitter, give them a follow because they've got some amazing shirts. They've got a Mr Blobby themed uh, goalie shirt next season, and I think their away shirt has just got um, Sclodion across the front, which is Welsh for chips, which um, which I just think is a great idea so i mean that that's been such a great chat and we will put photos up of um of all the the shirts on twitter so people can have a look but um where can people find you on twitter james and where can they buy your shirts so the the shirts they're not all mine but um cardiff classic shirts check out dan's shop he's been doing it forever he, he will get you any shirt you want he has all the connections in the world to be honest uh, it's amazing i go in there after payday and i am i am broke coming out uh, me personally uh, is jsoh13597 on twitter um, and and yeah please come over and follow me amazing well thank you very much for your uh, for your time um and i'm sure we will catch up again over the course of the season um, but yeah thank you very much thank you as always for listening we'll be back soon with uh, another episode but yeah until then look after yourselves look after each other and as always keep it counting Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.